Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the fifth episode of the Ocho and Ortiz Disney Podcast. And before we begin, I do just want to apologize because, as you may have noticed, we've been having technical issues the past couple of weeks, especially with the video side of the podcast, and I am trying to work out the kinks on that. This week, the video side was completely unusable, so there will be no video podcast this week. And I'd say for probably the first quarter to half of this episode, the audio is very laggy and sort of cuts in and out. I did my best to work around that. I ended up having to cut out about 20 minutes to half an hour worth of worth of the podcast because the audio was completely unusable. But I did my best to make this a listenable podcast, and I do want to ask you guys to please stick with us. We do want to make this podcast as best as possible for you, the listeners, and the viewers when we do do video podcasts. Stick with us. We're going through a rough patch right now. We will work through it. The podcast is going to get better. Just, again, please stick with us, and apologies to Bob and Josh. I know they really, really, really wanted to do this podcast badly because they both love talking about, well, you'll, you'll find out the subject that we're talking about in a minute. I don't want to give it away right here, but I know this was an episode they were both passionate about, so I'm sorry to them that it isn't up to my standards of what I expected it to be. And I'm also sorry that I am not that involved with this episode. Because while we were recording it, I could see the technical issues happening, and I was trying to work to fix that. So I'm kind of spaced out most of this episode. So I apologize to you, the listeners, and I apologize to my co-host Josh and our guest Bob. Having said that, I hope you guys do still enjoy this episode. And like I said, better things are coming. We are going to work relentlessly to improve this podcast. All right, enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Ocho and Ortiz Wrestling Pot. Er, sorry, let me, <laughs> let me start over. <laughs> let me start over. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Ocho and Ortiz Disney Podcast. This is our fifth episode, and on this episode, we're not really reviewing any movies. What are we doing? You'll find out in a second. We have a special guest with us once again. Let's get this thing started. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, it is the Ocho and Ortiz Disney podcast. I almost said wrestling podcast again. <laughs> it is the Ocho and Ortiz Disney podcast. We are not going to be doing any sort of movie reviews on this one. We are going to be talking about Disney theme parks. And with us for that, we once again are joined by Bob from the Cretans Guild. Bob, how's it going? Ocho Ortiz. How are you guys doing? Or as we shall, oh, hopefully over the next hour or so, go over this this podcast and help you uh, distract yourself from everything going on, on the outside. 
And here you will leave today and enter a world of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. And learn things you never knew you never knew. <laughs> yeah. See, this is exactly why I wanted Bob on these on this podcast. He's already he's already throwing out quotes from Walt Disney there. Great quotes at that. Yeah, I was wondering if you guys caught that. Good. <laughs> oh, you've oh, done I, your homework. Good. <laughs> yeah, I was. I just watched Imagineering today on Disney Plus. So, oh, it's such a great miniseries, right? Yeah, I just watched. I just started the first episode, but I'm I'm really really enjoying it so far. So, but yeah, before we jump into it, I I want to apologize to the people out there that have been watching us on YouTube. Last week was our second ever video podcast, and we're still working out the kinks. I know the audio and visual wasn't synced 100%. I'm working on it. I've got a new broadcast software that I'm using tonight. Hopefully, that'll fix things. But like we said last week, we haven't done a lot of video podcasts in the past. So doing video stuff is still new to us. We've been doing the audio for five years. But stick with us. We are going to try to make the video stuff as good as possible going forward. It just may take a couple of weeks to get all the kinks worked out. But I These also are want... normal hiccups. Everyone goes through them. And hell, Pirates breaks down every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, so do a lot of other rides. But that's why Disney employs like 20,000 people to fix things when they go wrong. But before we get started, I want to point out to the listening audience, or to the viewing audience, I should say... That I am wearing a Cretan Oh my god! Nice. <laughs> so shout out to Bob and and Corey and and I'm sorry I keep forgetting the third member of the Cretans Guild. Jay, 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 Jay. Yeah, obviously I didn't need any help on Mine's that one. It just Jay. came right to me magically. But shout out to Jay <laughs> and Corey as well from the Cretans Guild. You guys can go to tpublic.com and search for Cretans Guild to pick up a sweet, sweet Cretans Guild shirt. And I highly recommend you do that. And you can also go to shop.spreadshirt.com to pick up some Ocho and or t-shirts. Now, I don't know a whole lot of about the Disney theme parks because I haven't been to Disney since I was like seven or eight years old. Josh and I were supposed to have just been coming back from there recently because of yep. COVID. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to take our vacation. So... This podcast is mo mostly going to be carried by Josh and Bob, and I'll be throwing in my input every once in a while. So, Bob, Josh, whoever wants to go one. first, feel free. All right. I see how it is. Bring in the guests <laughs> to do all the heavy lifting. That's, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> how it goes. <laughs> These boulders are made out of fiberglass anyway. You know what? Your first, your first week, you, you didn't have to do the heavy lifting, and now your second appearance, it's all on you. This is the Ocho and Ortiz and Bob podcast, apparently. <laughs> I'm not going to take this over. This is you guys saying, I, you know, guys, I will. Sh you want to talk Disney anything, and I am all for it. That's why I'm here. So let's get it underway. Uh, what do you, what's your first thing here? Well, I mean, like what I, I was this this one was mostly going to be what I wanted to do is talk about the theme parks and where it kind of started. Like if you if you watch like, you know, the Imagineering story, if you actually read up on some history. The way Disney Walt envisioned this originally was he started Disneyland Park, right? And yeah, the when one he, out in California. Yeah, in California, and he thought about this while at like another little fair with his daughters, and he wanted it to be completely different and his own thing. And it's just it kind of took on a life of its own, almost, right? Yeah, it grew to uh, well that first day. 
of uh, Disneyland in Anaheim, California was that was uh, kind of a miracle just to get that off the ground, both financially yeah. and creatively, because the land in California is very sparse. Uh, that's why he couldn't build in L.A. He had to go out to Anaheim. Yep. And there's all kinds of construction issues. I mean, I just watched a thing about how t- uh, earlier today, how Tomorrowland, the one park, the section of that park, almost didn't open with all of Disneyland. And they had like giant rockets and ready and they were af- Disney was afraid people were going to walk by and just see this roped off area. Well, what's going on over here with the, the rockets and the. Uh, all this futuristic stuff going on over there. Cause this was back in the fifties when the space race was like really gun ho and getting underway. And tomorrow seemed a lot closer to today than it did at when it first was being conceptized. Yes. Yeah. That, that's true. Cause he, he announced the project in 1954 in July and he gave his, what, what they, what he called them Imagineers only a year to build this park. Yeah, and they, and they from watching the first episode of uh, uh, Imagineering, they threw a lot of money into this. Yeah, it was originally it was only supposed to be about five million dollars, and after the end, it was seventeen. Yeah, so they Walt, more than tripled I, Walt what ended they wanted. Up ha- what it was supposed having, to be. Walt ha- ended up having to sell his house to help to help pay for the construction and everything, and to get cash out on his on one of his life insurances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that very intriguing. I, I didn't know that before I watched uh, Imagineering earlier today. But that just goes to show like how determined and how driven Walt Disney was. Now, thankfully, Walt was the creative mind and the genius behind everything. But he had a right-hand man, Roy Disney, his brother, who was the finance guy. He was the guy who would say, Walt, no, we can't do this. That That's too obscene. That's too crazy. That We can't afford that. So he was reeling in his brother a whole lot and it was basically him that got both california and florida theme parks really up and going yes yeah he was very big in the in the florida the florida project again if you watch that the imagineering story he so the first one disneyland did open in in 1955 and it was just packed absolutely packed yeah, some from, things weren't from even what, done from what they were saying in in the the documentary there is that like there were a bunch of counterfeit tickets that ended up getting sold for the grand opening. There was like something like 28,000 people. It it was more than, more than what they were expecting. Cause apparently there was only supposed to be about 5,000 people that were invited. And then 28,000 people showed up Yeah, in some areas of the park. The concrete hadn't a hundred percent solidified. So women's high heels were getting stuck in some parts and they didn't even have water fountains set up in the park. No, go get a drink. Yeah, so the way the way it worked was that there was a pump plumbing strike going on. So he had to choose to either have the water fountain working or the bathrooms. So he opted to go with the bathrooms, and then people accused him, which I think of, was the best choice. Yeah, definitely the best choice. But people accused him of forcing them to buy drinks like Coke and stuff because the water fountains weren't working yet. Yeah, but like you said, that was just that was just the result of of the strike that was going on. There was also, I remember watching the first episode of Imagineering. Wasn't there a problem with like the drains and everything? Because there were like heavy rains and it just made mud out of everything during the construction. Yeah, everything that could have gone wrong actually did. And (laughs) it was funny. I I was watching some uh, news bloopers earlier today where Disney on air and he's supposed to be introducing like a like I'm standing here in front of Fantasyland and 
what? Oh, and he had apparently went before his cue before they went live. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But uh, yeah, so that was Disneyland. Again, opened in 2005 in Anaheim, California. Oh, not 2005. 1955. Holy shit. 1955. And then he decided he wanted to... He didn't... So after that, Anaheim developed really quickly. And he wanted to expand, but he couldn't. At least not in Anaheim. So what he did was he started looking around and trying to find another location. And that's when he found Florida. And, well... He was really smart about this. Instead of buying all of the land in like one go, he bought it with, uh, he bought smaller pieces of land, but all of them were under different names. Yeah, I think there's like six or seven different shadow companies built just to purchase property. Yeah. And the main reason behind this is because there's a famous photo in Anaheim where if you look to the left, you can see the outline of Space Mountain. Then there's a fence and then there's a road. And on the other side of the road, there's all these like McDonald's and hotels and everything. So, yeah, sprawl and urban urban sprawl went right up against literally right up against Disney. And he yeah. wanted to avoid that. He wanted his own bubble, basically. Pretty much. Well, because also one of the things that he really wanted to do there was it wasn't supposed to be just a theme park. But uh, there in Cal- in Florida, what he wanted to do is he wanted to build a whole like city. Right. That was what Epcot originally was supposed to be. It was the um, experimental. Oh fuck! Why don't I not have this open? Oh, come on, you got to get this. <laughs> Ex- I, I had it open. I had it. I knew what it was before. It was the experimental. Pro- oh, fucking hell! Project or prototype? That's prototype. Little- prototype. Okay, they, oh, you, you finish it because I know you know. Uh, there's actually been a couple of different variations. I think the most common is experimental prototype city of tomorrow. There's also experimental project community of tomorrow, and a whole bunch of other di- variations. But the one that it just like Epcot there, he wanted to build a city and name it Epcot in Florida. And as he's putting all this together and he's buying up the land and the state of Florida was like, yeah, we'll we'll sell you. We'll hell, we'll give you your own jurisdiction, your own like police force (laughs) and your own uh, government works and like everything. We'll we'll give it to you if you build this park under one exception. You got to build a Disneyland here as well. So Disney, he went back and forth with the state, with the governor, I think his Askew was the governor at the time. And they just, uh, they finally worked on a compromise. It's like, okay, all right, we're going to build the Magic Kingdom, and then I can work on Epcot. Yeah. And this was somewhere around the mid-60s when all this started rolling. Yeah. So um, he, the, I, remember, I remember reading about it that he didn't even, I remember reading this years ago that Somebody when they they didn't know that he was buying all this land, right? It's something like what is it, twenty five thousand acres or something like that? How much there actually is, and apparently only half of it's actually used. But somebody found out that it was him buying it. So for those last few plots of land, they jacked up the price. Yeah. But at that point, he already owned about ninety seven percent of what he needed. So he's like, okay, cool, whatever. I'll buy. <laughs> I'll pay you whatever now, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it was the Orlando Sentinel that just realized, yeah. hey, there's. Why is all this land like Orange Grove and Cattle Ranch? Why is all this like almost worthless land being bought out when the coast was going crazy at that time? Like people were buying up coastline to build hotels and resorts and everything. And here we are in the dead center of Florida where there's no interstate. There's barely any roads. It's 
the center of nothing surrounded by paradise along the coast. And it's like about an hour inside from each direction. Yeah. So it, it, it was a, it was the Orlando Sentinel, like you said. They were, I, I can't remember what her name was, but she did, uh, she did an, she found out most about it. And then she did an interview with him and asked him about it. And he kind of, before he could even say no, like he kind of gave a weird, weird face and everything. So she, she already knew at the time and she did some more digging. And then he was already planning to announce it in November. But then when the article came out in sometime in October, he just flat out asked the governor or whatever to say, yes, this is what's happening, basically. Mm hmm. Yeah. So that was Florida. That was that. That was supposed to be the Florida project. The sad part about that was that Walt actually passed away December fifteenth, nineteen sixty-six. Yeah, and days could, after his sixty-fifth birthday. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he didn't get to see any of it even start. But one of the things he did ask was anything that was in development. He did ask Roy to finish, yeah. which is what you said before. How Roy was basically a driving force for both Florida and California, and especially Florida. Yeah, and his death pretty much, it obviously, it shook the entire company to uh, like all the way down to its foundation. They had no idea what to do because Walt was this leading beacon of light. It's like, all right, we'll we'll follow you into battle, Chief. Tell us what to do. So when he passed, everyone was like, what the, what the hell are we supposed to do here? What yeah. the and so like Roy sat everyone down. It's like, all right, one, one step at a time. Let's build Magic Kingdom. Let's put Epcot on hold for a little bit. Let's figure out everything else first. And then through the process, I think both logistically and like socially at the time, People weren't really like the the 50s mentality of the family living in the house of tomorrow and whatever and the community of tomorrow. It just it was becoming less and less of a thing. So they decided, all right, we got to we got to work on something else. We got to think of something else. So they came up with a number of concepts. And in the meantime, they're like, all right, just push forward with this Magic Kingdom. Let's just focus on Magic Kingdom. And I, I loved like some of the ideas they had for Epcot. What were some of the ideas that they had? Uh, some of them were like a uh, like instead of a futuristic city of tomorrow, let's do a futuristic theme park of tomorrow where rockets and like lights and everything is all flashy, shiny, ooh, wow, and like robots are all over the place. And like another guy came up with, well, let's make like this world community center where we have like these pavilions ran by people from those particular countries, like and it's like a hunt like. 20 to 30 different countries and you can experience culture and cuisine and lifestyle and all in fashion and all kinds of stuff. And I loved the, the rumor is I'm not sure if it's true. That's a number of models were made for all these different ideas. And like two of the big heads of wed at the time, put that two of these models and they just pushed them together. And they said, let's just put a lake in the middle. There's our Epcot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because like I said, originally it was supposed to be a, a a city, but they just were not comfortable doing that with Walt not there to spearhead that idea. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so they did decide to open Epcot as a theme park, and that opened in 1982. Well, Epcot. Oh well, yes, Epcot, Epcot Center, as what they were calling yes. it at the time. And almost everything's gone through a different name change at some point, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, with Epcot Center. They were so leery about it. They were like, oh, we don't know if this is going to actually work. It's our first theme park that doesn't have a castle. Instead, we have this giant 
freaking golf ball. What the hell is this? I mean, if that isn't just like the most postmodernism piece of art you can ever think of, that thing is insane. If you've ever seen it in person, the, the it's, spaceship Earth. Yeah, no, it's crazy. What do you what do you, what do you, what are your feelings of it being taken down for now? Well, I mean, aside from the entire park itself, I, it's ready for an update. The last time I was on it, it was very rickety. It was hard yeah. to hear. Judy Dench. It, it needs it needs a good love and care. And, you know, I've, I'd love to see, like, Jeff Goldblum or somebody like that be the announcer for it. That would be amazing. That would be really cool. I think they announced the new narrator, didn't they? Uh, if that? they did, I missed it. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm just going crazy. Oh, Trey, no, you're no. not doing anything. <laughs> Trust me, I have <laughs> Google open already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe's already fact-checking my nonsense. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, have, I have some notes jotted down here, you know. But going off of stuff I've read, like the the thing with the theme park, I, I've I've read everything I could have, or at least like three four years ago, I read everything I could have at the time. So it's been a while since I've actually read different things. But when the Imagineering story came out, I I watched that like like no tomorrow. That was my favorite thing that came out on Disney Plus. But yeah, you're definitely right about it needing an upgrade for sure. Because when I was there in, oh god, I want to say October was the last time I was there. It it definitely yeah, needed an upgrade. Right. And there's a um, number of things about Disneyland that really bothered Walt that he decided, OK, we got to put this in Magic Kingdom in, in Florida. Like there's no there were very few ways where cast members can move from one part of the park to the area of the park where they were working without being seen by a guest. So people who were working in Frontierland had to walk through Fantasyland and they're wearing like a cowboy or Davy Jones outfit or Davy Crockett outfit. And they're just walking through and just killing the magic. So he's like, all right, we, we got to take care of this. So one of the things they did with Magic Kingdom is when you're walking around the theme park, you're actually on the second story. Yeah. Right underneath is something called the Utilidors. That it's this giant underground cavern. And don't think of it as like something out of Elder Scrolls or anything. It's just like a big t- like London underground, basically. And it's yeah. a way for supplies and cast members and and they actually hold tours down there now. I was going to go on yes, one recently. I've been on it. I've I've been on one of the tours. I've been on the Kiss of the Magic Kingdom tour, and we got to go down there before. So I've been in those. I thought, oh, my God, that's actually really, that was really cool. I actually really liked that tour. It was like an eight-hour tour, but it was really well done. So Good I've tour. actually been down there. Oh, yeah, that one is really, really worth it. That was cool. That was actually something I was going to bring up was that that the second floor there. Uh, what you were about to say about the garbage chutes right there, Bob? Yeah, there's there's like a vacuum system in a number of the trash cans along. I don't know exactly where. I think it's along Main Street that you throw it in and nobody comes to collect it because it goes straight into a like a like a air pneumatic system and it just gets flushed away. It's like, all right, take that rubbish straight out to the. <laughs> to the- yeah, it's just it's completely gone. The, the way they did Magic Kingdom itself is just it's kind of insane the way that if you if to think about all the stuff that happens behind the scenes and stuff right mm-hmm. after that in 1998 they opened up animal kingdom which is actually the biggest park just because of the the, the amount of, yeah the amount of space they need for animals right the safari ride itself is awesome i love going on that because again that's kind of like star tours you're always going to get a different experience each time you go oh yeah and one thing i highly highly recommend everyone to do and it's not that expensive is to do one of the backstage tours. I did the one with the elephants, and they brought us backstage where we can get like pretty close to the elephants. I mean, not within reaching distance or like <laughs> they could spit on us or anything, but close enough that 
from the other side of the elephant portion of the safari tour where we could see stuff that the safari people weren't seeing. And, you know, that's where I learned that baby elephants love to play in red clay and eat it. <laughs> it I had no idea. Yeah, so, I mean, they got, what, four theme parks there. They have two water parks. It was it Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon? There you go. I've never been to Blizzard Beach. I've only ever been to Typhoon Lagoon. Some of my friends who have gone say they really, really like it, but the overall consensus is that Typhoon Lagoon is better. Uh, I would like to go to Blizzard Beach once just to try. Yeah. I look like a fucking walking manatee when I'm <laughs> at a water park. Oh, I, I, I like the thing you got up there, Dave, with the Jungle the Avatar, Batman. the World of Pandora. <laughs> at the time they built it was the most out of place Disney attraction ever. <laughs> that was the most, yeah, because that was owned by Fox, right? That was <laughs> that was the most. When, when I remember when they announced that, I was like, "Why? Like that's so weird of a thing to be to be building." Right? Uh, yeah, when I heard, I think it was Joe Rody, the head engineer of that project, he said, and we're going to make floating mountains. I'm like, dude, what are you smoking? <laughs> floating mountains in, in hurricane-stricken Florida? Yeah, good luck with that. And then they finally built it. I'm like, wow, they actually did it. Yeah, Not no, bad. They, they did. For, so, for some reason, what just kind of clicked in my head is what people complain about is at, like, Everest with the, with the, with the Yeti. The Disco Yeti. The Disco Yeti. Yeah. I... <laughs> I, I remember when that thing used to swing, like it swing its arms and shit. Like that was cool. Yeah, the, the the problem they had with that particular attraction is the mountain, the ride itself, and the Yeti do not touch each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was a great concept. It's like, oh, let's build all this together and let's like cram all these, this roller coaster. And it's a pretty damn good roller coaster, by the way. It's not the best I've ever been on, but it's pretty damn good. The problem is the Yeti wasn't designed very well for long-term use. Mm. So when it finally broke down, they didn't have a way to fix it because they would have to tear a hole in the mountain to get to it. Oops. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, so right now, they don't know what they're going to do. And I remember Joe Rohde, famous quote he gave is, one day I'm going to fix that Yeti. And uh, this was so many years ago at a D23 conference. Everybody likes to remember him or reminding him, how's that uh, Yeti project going? You getting any closer to... Fixing the Yeti? Make a move? <laughs> no? All right. That's, that. you know what? You brought that up. That's actually one thing I really want to go to one year is a D23 convention. I think that would be super fun to go to. I think it would, yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are usually in California, I believe, though. There's yes. No yeah. That, they're, that they're, they're held at the Anaheim Convention Center because that is just uh, down the street from Disneyland. It's about like a five, ten minute walk tops. I remember because I, I stayed there. Where did I say I stayed like I, I remember I was looking to see how far it was going to be from where the hotel I was staying. I'm like, oh, shit, I can walk to Disneyland from California from the hotel. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the that's the good thing about everything being so developed there in Anaheim is that you can literally walk every like you can walk to Disneyland from a hotel. You're not going to hear that in Walt Disney World. I can no. walk to the park. No, you no, can't. No, no, you can't. Not a chance. All right. And that. Yeah. Here, all right, I'm going to quiz Ocho on this. Oh, God. Can you name the first two Disney resorts in Walt Disney World? The ones on property. Are you quizzing Ocho or me? You know what? I, any of you. Okay, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give Ocho a first shot. Uh, I think, well, Josh already said earlier Epcot was the first. No, 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 not, no. not park, actual hotel resort. Oh, fuck no, no, nope. <laughs> <laughs> It was and I'm not Polynesian. gonna cheat. I I do have Google open in front of me, and I could easily cheat. 
but I'm not going to do that because I'm better than that. It's uh, Polynesian and it's not Grand Floridian. It's the other one over there. Contemporary. That's right. Yeah. Contemporary, which was a unique build where they put the building together first and then yep. they lifted up each individual hotel room and slid it into place like Legos or something like a Jenga set. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. That's and they had some other designs uh, like I think uh, uh, an, an Italy resort they wanted to build and a Arabian resort to build. And both of those fell through. Now here, it, don't cheat at this. Take a quick guess. How many total resorts, campgrounds, high luxury, value resorts, everything on Disney property? How? What is the number? What do you think it is? Dave, you want to take a shot first? Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to say around 2,500. 20? No, I'm talking about properties, hotel properties. Like the Polynesian is one, the Contemporary is one. How many different hotels? Different hotels. Oh, okay, okay. That's a lot of resorts for 2500 <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in Orange County. <laughs> I don't know. Between Orange County and Kissimmee? Probably. <laughs> I have no idea. All right. 27 themed, nine non-Disney, and was it two? Is it just one campground? I believe that, yes, there's just one. Well, yeah, there's just one campground. One, yeah, it's one campground, but I remember I was okay. Right? I also have done a lot of research for that, but yeah, it's twenty-seven themed and not nine non-themed Disney resorts. Uh, you're per- you're pretty close. Okay, there are thirty-one different resorts. Really? Yeah. Wow. Between value, moderate, campground, and deluxe villas. Okay, I, I've I've been to like three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've only stayed at a few myself. I think five. I think, and yeah, and I live here, so <laughs> I have more I've, opportunity. I've done. Well, not right now, you don't. Well, yeah, yeah. nobody has. <laughs> equal, I am equal level with the 1%. <laughs> I've done four, actually. I think I've done movies, sports, music, and pop century. Okay, all the cheapos. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> understandable. Yeah, right? un- totally understandable. You yeah, got to work exactly. within you your budget, man. Exactly. I want. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do want to stay at all of them at one point, like throughout my years of going. Like Polynesian, I would love to stay at the Polynesian just because, like, I love the theming of that whole resort. The, the between, bungalows at Polynesian—that is my yeah. bucket list right there. Yeah, you, bucket list is like ba- staying at Bay Lake Tower at Contemporary. That's something I really want to do. I think that would be really cool. I've stayed at a couple of the Universal ones too. Banana uh, Bay. Cabana Bay, I say that Cabana Bay, Aventura, and that super fancy one that looks like an Italian place. The uh, Portofino. Yeah, I stayed there just so that I could get the fast pass for what the, or the express pass for that time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was it was during it was during Halloween Horror Nights last year actually. I, I stayed I stayed at Portofino for the one night just so that I could get the the express pass, and then I the next night I stayed at Aventura. That's kind of worth it. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, because I bought it and I paid like $200 for the one night and that express pass is $150 or $160, something like that for the one day. And you get it for the day you check in and the day you check out. So it it worked out perfectly for me. Yeah, I I know we're all talking Disney here, but just like a quick little hint, if you plan on coming to Orlando for Halloween Horror Nights at Universal, get an express pass. Holy shit, that will save you so much time. Well, yeah, yes. So the way I do it is I do it by... I, I stay, I do this, st- what they call a stay and scream, where it's not even called that anymore. 
And so I do the stay in screen where you stay in the park after it closes because I do have the annual pass. And I always buy a the ticket that's good for like a month or whatever. And so that I split it up over multiple days. But yeah, that's definitely a big thing. And if I do buy the express pass because I am cheap, I buy the one that's after 10 o'clock and it's like half price. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the express pass I buy. And also, I, I'll if you there is a way to do it if you want to. If you the um you know Orlando Informer, oh yeah, oh yeah, they have a they have a like extensive touring thing of doing a Halloween Horror Nights where you can actually do every every one in one night without the express. It's hard, but you can do it. I've done it more than a few times. <laughs> but going back, this reminds me to a question. Like we're talking about cast members over at Disney World. Yeah, the highest employer in the entire state of Florida with seventy five thousand cast members that's crazy i i can't even think of a that i think of a place where you work and then multiply it by i don't know infinity yeah it's like (laughs) hey yeah all these people work with me that's insane Seventy-five thousand people and that's just florida that's just disney in florida right yeah just disney world yeah yeah there's probably co-workers that you don't even ever see oh yeah i'm sure oh 100 percent, right because between all the people at the parks the hotels anywhere right yeah, it's insane. Again, it's twenty five thousand acres of that that land, and I think they bought more recently too, right? They did buy some more recently. Now there there is some bylaws with their agreement with the state of Florida that they have to have a certain amount of land preserved as natural wetland, like areas they cannot develop on. Okay. And they bought some land really close to that they didn't own that was really close to one of their golf courses. That a lot of people think that's where they're going to move their solar farm over. So because the solar farm is like right in the dead center of the property where they use it for more resorts or park ventures of some kind. So they're going to move all the solar farm over to this new area. And that way they still don't have to uh, touch any of the wetlands that they've designated to just leave them, leave them a be, let natural life uh, exist. Okay, that'll be cool. You think you, okay? If they do that, do you think they build a fifth park? Probably not, especially this day and age. With financially, it doesn't look like some of the projects at Epcot are going to get finished, or they're going to be way scaled back. I don't see a fifth park anywhere in the near future. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, with all the things that they have planned on right now, like with the ex- not expansion, but like the new things going on at Epcot, like you said, with there's the Guardian of the Galaxy ride, Ratatouille's getting a ride. And there's something going in the UK pavilion, I think, right? Yeah, that one they haven't announced. There's a lot of speculation about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do know it's going to be something Mary Poppins related. Right now, that's the what it was. Ratatouille that is nearly done. I mean, it just needs like a fresh coat of paint, and it's and it's done. Yeah, that's uh, a, that's an import, right? Yeah, that one first opened at Disneyland Paris. Yeah, so don't worry, they will speak English in this one. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, that one they're still working on, and they've de- they've developed enough of a foothold on that where no matter what, that's going to get finished the way it is. Mm-hmm. The space restaurant that they are making over by Mission Space, that's nearly complete. Okay. Uh, let's see. Yeah, the UK project, that's the one that's up in the air. And then the, I don't know what to call it. It's like they've just, they demolished a good portion of Interventions East, so they can build like this tri-tiered pavilion center on the future world side. 
I think that's still a go just because of the amount of demolition they've already done. They haven't started building that particular pavilion as of yet. And it's going to be this huge area that oversees the lagoon where you can watch the night show. I forget what it's going to be called. Oh, yeah, because Reflections is done now. Well, I think they might keep that for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. I I, I haven't heard any changes about the nighttime show because they were in the process. They just stopped Illuminations after like 25 billion years that was going on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that show. That was so much fun, especially around the holidays. That that was a really entertaining thing to watch. And then they were doing, oh, Epcot Forever. That's what they were doing. Okay. That's and like they played music from pavilions and other shows that aren't at Epcot anymore. And then the uh, harmonious emphasis on the U.S. is going to be the next because uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, whatever the the, te- the show right now, it's only a temporary one, but it's mm-hmm. still pretty damn good from what I've heard. I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Don't is know that, if I heard is, is that Reflections? No, I well, no, I think that's called Epcot Forever. Okay, it could be called Reflections Epcot Forever. I yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Like I said, I know there's I know there's some show called Reflections. <laughs> what about the Star Wars Hotel at at, at Hollywood Studios? You think that's still going to go through? That's a big question mark because that one hasn't begun. It's well, they have the foundation set, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if they even started the building. I believe they have, okay. but you know they let Art of Animation Resort just sit there for like a good ten years and didn't do anything with it. So I don't know. It it all depends on how how much they deem it urgent because that particular resort is going to be an extremely extremely unique one where it's going to be a two or three night stay tops you go in and then you don't see the sun until you leave you are in like an enclosed spaceport yeah i'm like you you'll see it every day if you go into the parks right right because it's supposed to have like a ticket package as well right where you get to go to a separate entrance into batu of galaxy's edge right yeah, and what I heard is they're going to convert like one of their normal buses to look like a shuttle pod. Ooh, that'd be cool. So yeah, it'll it'll give you that illusion that you're landing on Batu. You're staying there, then going from from the airport, right, and going straight there. Like, well, I'm not just sure. Magical Express. No, I think uh, yeah, just Magical Express will pick you up at the airport, take you to the valet, quote unquote, area where then you take like this transportation once you're inside the hotel, and it'll take okay. you and. It gives you. They give you like a backstory. It's like, okay, you are from uh, Alderaan, and your your family is dead, and we're <laughs> we're going to go take on the first order and stuff like that. They yeah. give you like a persona to live by, and it's in full immersive, full character mode the entire time you're there for two or three days. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited about that for when that opens. I'm I mean I I would love to go first day. I don't know when. Yeah. I remember I remember when they announced it. I remember I told my manager I'm like, hey man, I need to raise. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to start saving. That is not gonna be a cheap stay. Yeah, no. It's, I I remember something was like two thousand or something like two twenty five hundred or whatever US is what it's gonna be like. That was that was. It's, nothing's been announced, right? But that was just an estimate, right? Yeah, and like, I'll just point out on the slow time of the year, the bungalows at the Polynesian those are twenty five hundred a night. Jesus. Again, yeah, that's like that's US. So for us, that's fucking like four grand, right? Canadian. I'll keep going. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I remember that's why I told my manager, I'm like, I need a raise. Definitely need a raise to, to afford that. But I, I will figure it out 
what what's what else is going on? What else is being doing on right now? Uh, Tron Light Cycle that's almost done at Magic Kingdom. I'm assuming, right? Yeah, there, there's no way they're going to stop that one. Well, uh, no, I I don't think anything that's that's supposed to be opening at Magic Kingdom is going to stop, considering it, their 50th anniversary is in less than two years, right? Right, and the, yeah, Cinderella's Castle is getting its paint job right now. Yeah, where it's going to get more of like a pinkish tone instead of the grayish tone it usually had. Whatever, fine. Well, that's they, they already started that. I don't even know if they finished that. Yeah, they have started. I'm, I think when the when the shutdown happened, they sent all the painters home. I, although I think I heard some that they continued it. So I'm not sure if it's done yet or not. It'll probably be done by the time they let people back in again. Yeah. Is that the only thing going in Magic Kingdom right now is the Tron light cycle? That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, because they just finished that big Fantasyland overhaul a couple of years ago, right? Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I, overhaul is the right word. <laughs> Definitely, right? That was that was huge. That was like what, like a ten year thing. I remember that. The one, you know, what's the one thing I actually really miss from that is Snow White Scary Adventure. Yeah. Well, I, I, my heart's been hurting ever since they closed uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. So, I think you need. I think we both need to make a trip out to California where we can ride both of those at uh, Magic Kingdom or uh, Disneyland Park. Both of those are still open there. So, I mean, we've talked for quite a bit about this. Well, just a lot of new, a couple of things about the parks around the world. Do you do you off the top of your head know how many parks are around the world? You're not asking me that, are you, <laughs> Dave? You want to go first? Do you have an idea for Disney? Yes. Oh shit. Okay. There's Orlando. There's California. Fuck. Is Disney Disney Paris still a thing? It's, yeah, it's still a thing. Excellent. Okay, so that's there. <laughs> I don't know. Around the world, I'm going to say six or seven. Okay, Bob, I know you know the answer. All right, so we have Disneyland. We have Disney California Adventure. We have Magic Kingdom, Epcot. We have Hollywood Studios. We have Animal Kingdom. That's six so far. Then there's Hollywood Paris. There is Disney Hollywood in Paris right next door to that. Then there's Disneyland Shanghai, Disneyland Hong Kong, Disneyland Tokyo, Disney Sea. And there will be a Disney Air as well. And when you guys are ready, we can get all into the Society of Adventurers and Explorers. That is something worth talking about. Ooh, ooh I feel like that's going to be saved for a future episode because I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Think of like an internal lore that started back in the 90s with Pleasure Island. And then, it, then they realized how popular it was. And then the Imagineers are like, We've got to do something with this. And they started making it bigger. And it's one of those things that can organically grow and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until you have this entire mythos behind in lore and storytelling. That's just it's so fascinating. I love everything about it. Dave, Dave, Dave I think Dave's going to be really like that one. It sounds almost like his conspiracy series that he wants to get into at some point. <laughs> Oh, that I, I know a bunch of those like walking the Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean. You got to say hi, George. And good night, George. If you're the last one to clock out for the night. Nice. That's I'll, awesome. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. But yeah, like, like so there's yeah, what there's 12 parks, six resorts is what they call it, I guess. Around the yeah, world. I, I lost track as I was counting. <laughs> I, I, I was I was I was counting. But I, like I, again, I did check it earlier. It's yeah. 12 parks around the world in six resorts, I guess you could say. And I guess would you would you include the the one in Hawaii? Wait, what? Okay, what is the what is the Disney Air? That's what I want to know. Disney. Oh, oh, because they have 
Tokyo Disney Land, and then there's mm-hmm. Tokyo Disney Sea. Yeah. And so the third one they're going to make is Tokyo Disney Air. Oh. The so land, sea, and air, that kind of thing. Interesting. All right, cool. I, You know, like, going to Tokyo is actually what uh, something on my bucket list as well that I actually have planned for, like, 2022, I think. We're going to – is what we were what we were aiming for. But, like, I want to do – I want to go in January because I got to hit up Wrestle Kingdom as well. I don't think you want to go to Tokyo in January. A little snowy. Yeah, but it's got it's got Wrestle Kingdom, man. Wrestle Kingdom is only January fourth, right? That's true. The, the the way I look at it, because I remember my cousin had found a a super cheap flight to Tokyo last year in October for seven hundred dollars, and like I wanted to jump on that, but I already was going to Orlando for the Halloween Horror Nights and everything. That and plus, like if I'm if I'm gonna fly to Japan, I'm gonna fucking go in January so that I can do Tokyo Dome and all the Disney stuff as well at the same time. Fair enough. I mean, I guess that Tokyo doesn't get halfway as cold as like some of the more northern regions. Yeah, yeah. California Adventure, I love that park as well. We didn't we didn't talk about that one. Well, no, yeah, but we we have talked a lot. It is it is yeah. an hour, so. Uh... I think I think we'll sorry. start wrapping things no. up here. <laughs> Don't be sorry, man. Like this is this is what I expected for when we do something like this one, which is why at one point I want to have each park is what I'm hoping to get. I'm, I'm hoping to do each park has its own episode. Well, I mean, we could have done that tonight. We could have just started with <laughs> di- uh, we Disney, almost did. Right? Well, we almost did, but like what, I, what tonight was supposed to be more of an overview of them, right? I don't know. You didn't really tell me anything other than we were covering parks. I had no idea what was going on going into this. Oh, I, I thought I told you. I think I just told you. Uh, and now I'm the one then. stuck. Oh, well, you know to, now. Now I'm the one having to, that stuck having to edit the audio and the fucking video. Thanks, Josh. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> I remember what? I told Bob about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, Josh, any final words before we go? Thank you, everybody, for listening. When everything opens up, go to Disney. It's awesome. Bob, thank you for coming on again. Like that Not was, a that problem, was man. Yes. Very, uh, uh, thank you very much for coming on, Bob. We hope to have you on more in the future. You are going to be our go-to Disney expert. Any, any final words from you before we go? Just, you know, you can find me with the rest of the Cretans Guild at on Twitter, basically, Cretans Guild. And that is where you'll find links to like all of our stuff, all of our podcast players, our YouTubes and everything. And I'll just close out my portion by saying, por favor, mantegas Alejandro de las puertas. <laughs> I did not understand any of that, but I'm going to plug our <laughs> socials as well. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney pod, Instagram at Ocho and Ortiz Disney pod. Hopefully by the time this comes out, our Twitter will be back up and running and no longer suspended. What? But, but as of, <laughs> as of right now, the Twitter account is suspended. So as of this recording, so hopefully by the what time this do? comes out, <laughs> don't worry about that. We'll we'll talk about that after. But uh, hopefully, it, once once Twitter is back up and running, we will have the link for that. Like we said off the top, you can buy our shirts by going to shop.spreadshirt.com slash Ocho and Ortiz. You can go to tpublic.com and look for Cretans Guild to buy some of their merch. And you can find our podcast and theirs on most major podcasts and platforms. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
And our main source of uploading is Podbean, Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod.podbean.com. And as always, guys, whether you're listening to this in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, whatever time of day it is, where you are, when you're listening, we appreciate you listening. We thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Thank you.